you to us. Let's rise to our feet and bring to the podium to be a blessing to us. Oh, prayer temple, prayer temple, prayer temple. Let's bring my counselor, our pastor. God bless you, sir. But my sermon this morning is we are growing. We are growing. I notice we are growing. Amen. Uh, I used to be a youth pastor and I could lead praise and worship and jump all over the place. Like Doc was saying, these days, when you say jump, he will do it like this. He points in the air. And uh, life is dynamic. Amen. Praise God. Well, it's anniversary, 13 years, and God has been good. 13 years of discipline, 13 years of excellence, 13 years of good leadership, 13 years of your faithfulness, and this is what God has done for us. Why don't you celebrate 13 years of God? Like I said, this morning I'm preaching to you on we are growing. We are growing. Can you turn your Bible with me to Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 17? Romans 8, 14. Romans 8, 14. And then we'll read Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. It says that for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So we, are, we call God Father and we are God's children. And so we call him Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So by the spirit of God, we know we are children of God. And if children, please take note of this. If children, then we are heirs of God. And we're joined heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 to 3. So Romans is telling us that we are children of God. Is that right? How many children of God are here? When you, you got born again, you became a child of God. And if we're children, then by inheritance, we have become heirs of God. An heir is somebody who's entitled, who will take over the inheritance of the one he's supposed to take over from. My children are my heirs. If I go to heaven, whatever I have on earth, I probably will leave it for them. If only I have anything. Amen. So they are my heirs. Now, Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 to 3 says, Now I say to you that the heir who, hello, who are we talking about here? The heir, the one who will inherit the properties. The heir, as long as he is what? A child does not differ at all from a slave. 
though he's master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Lord, I ask for your grace, unction. Father, give me the articulation to speak to your people. Let my tongue be the pen of the Holy Spirit to write upon the hearts of your people. Your words that cannot be erased in Jesus' name. Amen. The heir, though potentially, has the right to possess everything as long as the heir is a child. Everybody say child. Means that you are equal to a slave and you cannot inherit the things. I heard of a of a story of a, or a truth, a true statement of a man who died and his children were young, too young, below the ages of 18, so about six and eight. And uh, because they were so young, their property that was supposed to be given to them was taken over by some guardians, some custodians, guardians. And when they were of age, they didn't want to give it to them They've transferred the documents into their names, other people's names. So when they got to know, they started fighting in the courts to possess them. You know, when you are a child, you cannot receive what is meant for you. And so we, though God has given us all things that re pertains, relates to life and godliness... We are under struggle. We are under pressure. We are under difficulty. Not being able to inherit them. Why? Because we are still children. Now, the word grow, to grow, means one, to increase. So when you're increasing, you're growing. It means to mature. So, when you grow, you mature. Anyone who's matured has grown. Hello? So, when they say we should grow, we're also saying mature. Increase, mature. To grow is to expand. To grow is also to develop. We believe the Ghanaian economy is developing. Is that true? It's developing because when you go around, you see lots of projects. It's developing. There are many industries coming up in the Ghanaian economy. Uh, it doesn't mean you have plenty of money in your pocket, but it's still developing. But it means it's growing. To grow means to develop. And to grow means to come of full age. And into full glory. To grow. When you see the flower or the butterfly. The butterfly grows from one stage to the other. And then it comes into full age or full glory. That's growth. It's also development. 
and coming into full age. So growth is necessary. Life is dynamic and not static. Life is full of growth. We must grow and we are growing. How you were yesterday is different from how you are today. Yesterday, yes, you were somebody, but today you're different. You are a day older than yesterday. You know that, and I've told the people in the first service that when you finish secondary school or university, if you finish university and they ask you, you finish your last paper, immediately you step out of the university and they ask you, what are you doing right now? You know how you answer? Your pride is, oh, I've just completed university. Your results have not come. So you are proud to say, I've finished university. A month, two months, three months after, when they ask you, what are you doing? By that time, your results have come. It's another level. So when they ask you, you can't say, I've just finished university. Though it's only two, three months. But you can't say that because results are in. You have to address yourself by the present truth. When your friends are working and you're not working, when they ask you, what are you doing? You can't say, I've just finished university. You have to address yourself by the present truth. Why? Because life is dynamic. Life moves forward. Life is not static. The joy of today would not be the joy of tomorrow. Oh, am I talking to somebody? The, the victories of today is not enough to celebrate. When you buy a new car today, in a year, two years time, you can't call it brand new. Hello, am I talking to somebody? Our fathers built houses and when they built it, they were so happy. They said they are giving it to their children. When they hand it over to the children, the children sell their house or break it down to build it again. Why? Because what is nice to them is no more nice to them. Why? Because we are growing. Tell somebody we are growing. Life is about growth. Let me tell you some characteristics of growth. Number one, growth is gradual. Growth is gradual. When you see a two-year-old baby, the two-year-olds are very exciting. When you see somebody's two-year-old child, and they're working with their child, especially when it's a girl. And the woman had put a lot of uh, ribbons in the head. And they are going and the little one is jumping like that. Most of them, they have diapers. And so they walk like this. They are so exciting that when you are a woman also, you want to have a baby. When you see those little, little angels, you want to have one. But it doesn't come overnight. It takes a lot of pain. You must get pregnant. Nine months. It takes a lot of worries. Very bitter experiences. You yourself cannot sleep. And then it comes to a point when you have to go and push. It's a lot of pain. After you finish pushing and the baby comes out and you think you've given birth. Then another trouble too happens. 
they will start crying. They will eat. Or if they will eat, they will suck your breast. And in the night, when you have to sleep, they will wake up. When they want to wake up, they want to sleep, you too, you can't sleep. And they trouble you. So when you see those little angels, don't think it's so nice. It takes effort, work, but it is gradual. It doesn't happen overnight. No maturity happens overnight. So when you see somebody with a product and something that is nice, don't envy the person. You don't know what story they've gone through. Oh yes, the choir, the music team are playing so beautifully. The first anniversary of this church, pastor said I was there. When the music started, I was like, oh God. Where have I brought myself? The environment was, <laughs> this man has had faith. The environment was something. The choir, oh, you could see some miserable choristers with some, oh, but God is good. So, you know, pastor, some people can see you today and start envying you. So look at this church. Look at the sound. Look, there's even, is that air-conditioned vents? When, when, when? Me too, I'm going to start a church. Go. You think that three people is easy? Go and try. It, it's gradual. Somebody say, growth is gradual. It's gradual. It doesn't happen overnight. And the growth, like I said, is dynamic. It's always happening. It's always happening. It's static. When you grow, you don't remain at one point. Every time, growth will happen. Whether you like it or not. Listen, there used to be a time, um, I mean, I was vibrant. Running up and down. Do you believe I used to be a an athlete. My favorite sport was the 800 meter race. <laughs> and I ran for, go and ask in Accra Academy. I was, oh yeah, 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 that's the best school in the whole of West Africa. It depends on who's preaching. <laughs> and I remember that I won an 800 meter race so I can be on the athlete's table. Those times you have to be on the athlete's table so that you can get one egg a day. But today, even give me 50 meters, it will be difficult for me. Because we are growing. Every one of you is growing. Growth is dynamic. It's not static. You never finish growing. If you stop growing, you start dying. You're always growing. Number three, growth is in stages. Every growth has a stage. And in every stage, there is more room for increase. Every growth is a stage. Once upon a time, we were, I was 
a bachelor. I was single. Then, about 32 years ago, I married. Then, I became a father of one, two, three, four. You know, I see, you see, we believe in followers of productivity. <laughs> so, Pastor, Pastor Dan is coming. Mrs. Wambo. <laughs> followers. And then, kept going, father of four. They were in primary school, went to secondary, went to university. Three of them have finished university. The last is in university. Now they are workers. And then one is married. Second one is open to marry soon. And then I've become a grandfather. Stages of life. And all these stages have more room for improvement. There was a time, this was not how the auditorium was. There was a stage. And then there was more improvement. Gradually, your improvements on your stages bring you to higher levels. In life, there are levels. If you don't finish one level, you cannot get to the other level. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? We are growing. Tell somebody we are growing. You must grow in your level. You must grow in your standard. You must grow. Listen, I'm preaching here on Sunday like this. Oh, that's my level. But when it gets to greater works, my level is not there yet. And when I saw the ministers ministering at greater works, I said, I want to get to that level. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? You will get there one day. It's a level of growth. And you must get there. Growth is in stages. Number three. Number four. And growth is correlative or it's complementary. In other words, we grow depending on each other. We need each other to grow. You don't grow in isolation. Psalm 104 verse 14. Psalm 104 verse 14. The Bible says that he causes the grass to grow for the cattle and vegetation for the service of man, that he may bring forth food from the earth. In other words, God causes the grass to grow for who? Grow for who? So if the grass is not growing, what would happen? The cattle too cannot grow. And will die. And then the vegetation is also for the service of man. We eat the plants to grow. We depend on each other for growth. Do you know that in life, unfortunately, the innocent is always a victim. The innocent is always used as a sacrifice for the guilty. Look at the lamb. They had to use the innocent lamb to pacify the sins of the people. Most of the time, when you, when you have a brother or a sister who decides to live a careless life, and you want to live a very righteous life, the careless brother messes up in town, and when there's there are people to pay, they come to you. 
Your careless sister will have all children around the globe and not take care of them. And whilst you are taking care of your one or two, somebody will appear on the scene and say, Uncle, I am so-so and so's son. So I'm your nephew. So I want you to help me. And by virtue of the fact that he's your nephew, you will have to also be responsible. But you were not responsible for the carelessness that brought him into the world. Well, am I talking to somebody? And that's how life is. So if your neighbor doesn't grow, you will also not grow. I read a story of a farmer who when he plants his corn, the next harvest, he makes sure that he has quality seeds, not only for himself, but for his neighbors as well. Because you see, if you don't give your neighbors quality seeds for them to sow and germinate, when pollination starts and the insects start creating pollination, jumping from one plant to the other, they will affect you with your bad plants. Or oh, am I talking to somebody? You need somebody in your neighborhood to grow. Look at your neighbor and say, I need you to grow. Oh, you're saying like you are, you're not happy. Tell your neighbor, I need you to grow. So let there be no room for envy. See, when you're jealous about the fact that your neighbor is growing, it's affecting you yourself. Do you know when you pull somebody down, you pull yourself also down? Why don't you push them up? Even if they don't help you, at least somebody in your neighborhood has gone up. One of the problems in Africa is that we are always pulling ourselves down. And that's why we're always going down. I sometimes see how pastors are sometimes jealous of each other. And I say, what, what's the confusion here? Listen, in Africa, if all Africans are going to church, it is prospering the world. It's prospering Africa. When you come to Europe, the Europeans don't go to church. And so the church is poor. And the church is suffering. If we do that already, our economy is bad. If we pull ourselves down, then the world has no hope. Am I talking to somebody? You need one another to go forward. You need, what kind of company are you keeping? Warren Buffett, one of the richest people in the world. His wife was asked the question that when you lose all the money you have, what would you do? She said, if I'm to lose all the money I have, what I'll do to recover is that the little money I have, I'm going to buy the best of dresses. And I'm going to go to the best of hotels and sit where the rich sit. I will eat what they eat and talk what they talk. I will find a friend there. And that friend will give me a business and I'll bounce back. Am I talking to somebody? The kind of company you keep will lift you up. So if you are among failures and immature people, all that will happen in your life, they will only challenge you to immaturity. But because growth is complementary, when you walk with the mature, when you walk with the rich, when you walk with the wise, you shall be wise. 
Oh, come on, somebody shout yes. That's why when you want to study, my brother, if you want to study, you don't go and study with those who are last. <laughs> Some two guys who always are last in class. One calls his friend Obonfu. The other one who says Obonfu. He says, me and you. Me know why Then the other one asked the question, said, you who cry three times seven years Or say, you 42. Or say, shay, 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 shay. Who do I I did 16, who's 42. So among the two cry. They are always last in class. This one is last. The next, the next time, this one is last. There was a time that one of them was transferred. And the other started crying. Was that we die? How? If you walk with that company, you will always be backward. You walk with the company that inspire you. Walk with the company that challenge you. Oh, it's a joy to work with Dr. Otamil. He's always inspiring you towards excellence. He's always challenging you. That's the company you should keep. A company that grows. Not a company that is bringing you down. And that is weakening you. Oh, am I preaching to somebody? Amen. I, I can give you about some eight truths about, let me try and give you some eight truths about growth. Number one, you must desire growth. Growth should be desired. First Peter chapter 2 verse 1 and 3. It says, therefore, Laying aside all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. As newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Desire the pure milk. Desire the pure milk that you may grow thereby. If indeed you've tasted that the Lord is gracious. What you desire is what you get. If you desire to be matured, you'll be matured. If you desire increase, you will increase. If you desire growth, you will grow. So desire growth. It should be a passion on your heart. Growth never just happens to you. Bam! Growth happens to a prepared person. Somebody who desires it. So grow. Desire growth. Tell your neighbor, desire growth. Oh, tomorrow by this time, you should be different. Yesterday, you were not like this. But tomorrow, you should be better than this. Oh, am I preaching to somebody? But see, what Jesus has said, you should be riding in a better cow. Tomorrow by this time, your life should be better than it is today. If it's hard for you today, change it. Look into tomorrow and desire a better life. Because that's how God created you to be. God created you to have two legs that point forward. It doesn't point backwards. We grow forward. We don't grow backwards. So, grow. Tell somebody, grow. Grow. Listen, qua. Team. Yes, but 
Tomorrow it should be better. Mamu nye mistake, mamu shinyum by heart. Kwa? Mamu shinyum by heart. Neyebe tunyum no bi bo, ki F no bi zubo, ki kyo. Sing well. Grow in your music. Give quality music to the church. Ushers, grow in your ushering. Sound, grow. Oh, am I preaching to somebody here? You should desire the growth. Number two, growth considers failure as a stepping stone to greatness. Anyone who's growing learns from their mistakes and failures. Proverbs 24 verse 16, it says that for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Listen, if you are somebody who's growing, you will make mistakes, but your mistakes will not keep you back. Oh, it's good, you will fall. Everybody makes mistakes. Who has not made a mistake here before? Sometimes your mistake is the one that is bringing you into your reality. We all make mistakes. But the one who will grow and develop is the one who will learn from their mistakes. We've messed up before. We have done what we shouldn't do before. But we learned from it and we went forward. But I learned not to fail again. No, the second time. The one who invented electricity failed several times before they got it right. So when you fail, maturity, growth will tell you that you can learn from your mistake. Let your mistake be a stepping stone to greatness. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? Next time, how to handle her. He does as in here. Three. Growth will let you set. Growth will let you set long-term goals. A mature person will set long-term goals because you know it's possible. You see, in life, you come to learn that as you grow, you don't just set only short-term goals because you achieve them. For instance, when you start class one, all you want is to know one plus one, two, two plus two, four, four plus four, eight. That's all. But as you grow, you get to a point that you see in class four, they start teaching you to write maybe your final exam. And then you get into JSS. Then you know that you have to write the exam into SSS. When you get to SSS, all you think about is university and then finishing university. When you get to first year, when you are studying, you will know whether you will do your master's. And then you are setting goals. What you are going to do? When you leave university and you have your master's, you start setting bigger goals. Maturity helps you to set long-term goals because you know they are achievable. Your growth should help you 
with your goals. Learn to set goals for yourself. Don't leave life to chance. Set goals. Where do I want to go from here? And can I tell you something? Don't live your life based on what your friends tell you. Many of us live our lives based on what our friends think of us. Your friends are only companions for a season. They are not going to be with you forever. How many of you still walk with those you started primary school with? How many of you even know where they are? Yes, you were in the same classroom and eating with, with them. But where are they today? Even those you finished university with, are you still working with them? It's a new kind of people. You are different from the people you are with now. In 10 years time, some of you would not be even in this church. You would have moved on to other places because maybe your job would have transferred you somewhere or your call may have taken you to other places. But you have to set goals for yourself. You will only get to where your goals will take you. Oh, am I talking to somebody? I may not be bringing you excitement, but I'm telling you the truth. Number four, growth makes you to perfect your skills. Growth. Growth will let you perfect your skills. Perfect your skills. A man desiring growth sharpens his tools and perfects his skills. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 10. It says, if the axe is dull and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength. But wisdom, maturity brings success. Sharpen your skills. My brother, I like what you're playing. But you should be playing in the higher heights. And don't belittle yourself. You know the, this brother who flies the airplane, is it? For Emirates, who came to Ghana. Solomon Queno. And now he's working with uh, Magdan. That young man is a member of Central. He was in the youth ministry. He was working, he was with me. He studied maths in the university. I remember, I remember him. I call him Nana Kuenu. Nana, when I went to visit him in UK, Nana has a computer and a simulation of an airplane. And he, he, he flies his airplane on the computer. I will go and fly the airplane. May God bless you and may God cause you to grow in strength and in power in Jesus' name. I will play with Nana's air simulation. I will play. Me, I, I'm just playing. But Nana was studying. Nana went to school in BA uh, in, in his in, in British Airways and was study. It was expensive. He went through hardship. When I saw Nana in the newspaper, if I blessed both his children and they come to visit me still. I, when I saw him, I said, my goodness, what a blessing. This guy didn't give up. He was committed. He will fail, but he will go on and do more. He sharpened the skills. And now he's flying for big airlines. 
taking big money. If you don't sharpen your skill, you go nowhere. I am sharpening my skill of preaching so I can communicate better. So when they're calling for preachers for greater works, maybe they'll call me to one day. Sharpen your skill. My brother, sharpen your skill. Mr. Drummer, sharpen your skill. Mr. Bases, I love the way you play the sixth string. My last boy lost playing bass. Recently, he went to buy a six-string bass guitar, Ibanez, and he's playing it all over the house. Sharpen your skill. Be like Abraham Laborel. Be the tops. You play the lead. I love the way you play. Sharpen your skill. If they want the best leaders in Ghana, they should call for you. Then they'll travel all the world with you. Sharpen your skill. This morning I met one of the one of the best entertainers in our country. And I just admire him. Calibos. He's in the church this morning. And I'm so excited to meet him. I love watching his, his episodes. He makes me laugh. You don't know how to laugh, watch him, you laugh. But that's it. But still, my brother, sharpen more skills. Because you should be better than Steve Harvey. You should be better than Steve Harvey. And when you receive awards, don't slap anybody. Amen. But sharpen your skills if you want to go far. Number five. Growth develops a humble spirit. Growth. When you somebody who's growing, you learn how to be humble. Any mature person, one of the marks of maturity is humility. Because as God takes you higher, you rather will have to bring yourself lower. It says, God resists the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. You can read James chapter 3, verse 13. James chapter 3, verse 13, talks about the fact that God, it says that, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Who is a wise person among you? Let him show that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Humility is a mark of wise and mature people. Mature people don't make noise. They don't make too much noise. They just observe. See, when you are messing up, a mature person around would be looking at you. Some people, they rush too much. And sometimes they are, when they are rushing, I look at them. Oh, we can do this. Oh, we can do this. The, the, the good ones always are quiet first. When everything is cool, then they will suggest something. And you see that what they say is wise. Maturity goes with humility. Number six, maturity and growth 
makes you to be careful in the choice of your words. A mature person is careful with the way he speaks. He doesn't speak anyhow. A prudent man thinks of what he will say. The word prudent means that you think through what you must say. A mature person carefully considers what he must say before he says it. Oh, we are growing. We are growing. Uh, am I preaching to somebody here? Tell somebody we are growing. And so we are careful with our words. Mark the righteous. Observe the righteous. And the Bible says that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Any wise person does not just insult anyhow. You will do whatever you want to do. They are quiet. They are observing you. There was this man that said that he's never spoken evil about anybody before. And in his neighborhood, a man died who has never done good to anybody before. And when everybody comes around, they have no good thing to say about the man. But this man who had vowed that he would never say evil about anybody was around. And he had to come and give a comment about this man who was lying down. And everybody knew that for the first time, this man was going to break his own rule. He came around, walked around the body, the corpse, and then he stood and shook his head. And all he said was, what beautiful teeth he had. At least he found something good to say. Make sure that no gal is found in your mouth. If you will love life and want to see good days, Make sure that no evil is found in your mouth or gal words are said about you. Listen, make sure you don't offend with your word. James chapter 3. Who is a mature man and able to control his whole body? The one who makes sure that he doesn't offend with his words. Oh, in life, people can provoke you. People can provoke you. Also, people can provoke you. When I was released from Christ and put to go to UK, I had a rumor that people were saying about me. When I heard it, I said, where did they hear this from? When I was transferred from Osu to Christ Temple, I heard that they said I stole money in Osu. That's why Doc wanted to get rid of me. So they pushed me from Osu to Christ Temple. I said, do you think Doc is not matured enough that me, rather who have stolen money, he will bring me to Christ's temple to come and steal more? Why would he do that? And that's what people say. People say things to hurt you, but you just make sure you don't mind them. You just keep quiet. That's the mark of a mature man. Don't fight every battle. Am I talking to the women here? You live in a compound house. There is a woman who is always troubling you and trying to insult you. Please ignore the person. It's more painful to ignore somebody who wants to pick a fight with you. They will end up insulting themselves. You have not said anything to them. They are insulting themselves. Keep quiet. Silence is gold. That's a mark 
of a person who's growing. Choose your words carefully. Number seven, finally, growth changes the perspective of a problem. A person, mature persons, see things differently. In the Bible, Jesus walked on water towards the disciples. And when he was coming, they didn't see Jesus. And they started crying, it's a ghost. And they wanted to jump into a boisterous waves that was beating on them. Until Jesus cried and said, it is I. When Jesus said, it is I, they kept quiet. Sometimes the problem that comes our way is our solution in disguise. Is our breakthrough in disguise. It's our miracle we've been praying for. But it comes to us in a way we don't expect. And so we are ready to fight it. <laughs> the man you're looking for to marry you is coming. But he might not come with wings behind him. He may be an angel. Maybe he will come without hair. I'm not prophesying you. He may not come with a nice nose. He may not have any beard. But he may be a nice man. He may come in shores. But he may be rich. How do you see him? You have examined. You, when he starts talking, you don't like his English. He may be the one that God has chosen for you. But your perception may be wrong. One of the days, one time when I was growing up as a pastor, I prayed to God and said, God, your word says that you are my father. I know my physical father. I talk to him every day. I want to see you. Who is my father? That night, when I slept by my bed, on the top of my bed, if this is the bed and I slept like this, by this side, I heard footsteps come and stand by the head of my bed. And when I heard those footsteps, I was so afraid that I was spellbound. I was kept bound in my bed. I couldn't move. For about five, ten minutes, I was spellbound. Then I could hear the steps walk away and go. And when the steps left, I felt a release and I started to pray. I bound all the demons I could imagine in my area. I was then living in Teshinuwa. I bound the demons in Teshinuwa. That night, I'm sure the demons went to a conference and said, we are in trouble. I bound them, those in the heavens and in the earth, those in the sides, I bound all of them. Those who fly in the morning and in the evening, they were all in trouble. After 30 minutes, I was so tired, I decided to sleep. When I slept, I had a dream, and I saw God. And he said, Kofi, I came to visit you, but you were not ready for me. I said, I woke up and I said, ah, when did God come to visit me and I was not ready? Then I remembered the dream, uh, the experience, and I noticed that it was God. But because I was immature to understand God, I thought it was a demon. God was calling Samuel. But because Samuel was immature, Samuel said his master was calling you. Sometimes there are some experiences that if you're not mature, you cannot understand. It's God who's dealing with you. 
there's a place he's taking you. And until you go through that experience, you will not understand. There are times you didn't have money on you. And you said that, oh God, why is it that I'm a Christian and I'm poor? You're not poor. He's trying you out. He's, try he's giving you an experience so that you can have a testimony. Am I talking to somebody? Somebody's testimony is about to be completed. Your testimony is about to be whole. Your elevation is about to come. Somebody say, I'm growing. Shout it, I'm growing. This morning, I believe that God wants to grow somebody. God wants you to move from one place of maturity to another state of maturity. There are levels that are going to change with you. Can you rise up on your feet? Ah. Come live in me all my life. Take over. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come breathe in, breathe in me. In me. I, will I will rise on, on eagles. Come on, sing with me. Come live in me. Come live in me all, all my life. Take over me. Take over me. I will ride on eagles' wings. Oh. 